Happy Sunday, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pussy Church. I'm Lara, an erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Lara, which you can find at talesoflara.com and at Tales of Lara on Instagram. And today we're back with the boys Alex and Balish. We talked about what hormones the body releases in stages of lust and attraction, the future of sex robots, and the newest scandal from Cannes a movie about lesbian nuns. Also, my book is available for pre-order again. We sold out a couple of weeks ago and are doing a second round of prints, so you can get yours now and we'll ship it to you in mid-August. You can get it at talesoflara.com. All right now, let's dive in. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pussy Church. And today, we already started, but I'm here with Balash and Alex, the boys. Hi. The boys are back. Hi. <laughs> Thanks Thank for you having so much us. For coming. Well, we love it's to always come so to this fun church. with you. Still the only church I attend. Yeah, the, the, the best should. church. The Pussy Church. We're actually going to talk about some Pussy Church news today. Uh, but before we do that, um, we always talk about what's new. And since we already talked for like half an hour about what's new in our lives, <laughs> we'll catch up the audience to like where we're at. Um, we're all dating. We are. In- are we? <laughs> are we? We're trying Maybe. to. Maybe. We're trying Wait, to. Are we trying? Is there something I missed? Are we all dating now? Yeah, oh no, the three of us are not in a couple. That'd be different. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm like, so this is how we kind of come out. <laughs> We're Two boyfriends now. and I. Announcement on the podcast. <laughs> We're going to get married at Pussy Church us. today. <laughs> Special so guest, strange. some pastor. Nah. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Is that actually possible? Can you marry two people? I think that's not possible. Well, it, uh, if you're this Mormon is in the state of Texas or something. <laughs> maybe Texas, marry Alabama. one. No, Utah, maybe with the Mormons. No, <laughs> yeah. marry one person, I think, on one continent and the other on the other continent and just don't tell the other countries about it. Mm-hmm. See, there you then go. Then it works. What about high seas? Aren't they like lawless? The pirate marriage three ways? I mean, sure. We can also like international just do a waters, ritual. you know what I mean? What are the rules yeah. in international waters? <laughs> I have no clue. Where well, you have to register for that one. Um, anyways, what I really wanted to talk about not, was not our marriage. Um, I wanted to talk, so a few weeks ago, I was talking on the podcast about um, tingling when somebody touches you and you feel that tingle in your body. You should see a doctor right away. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so first of all, I said this, and Aquaman, who was like one of the hosts on the show, hadn't really experienced it much, you know? And mm-hmm. I experience it quite often. Um, so this girl also DM'd me, and she said, just I'm going to read just a part of it because I want to go into it. I kind of looked into what the science behind this like feeling is, right? Because I'm curious. This girl wrote, Tingles, I'm listening to your latest episode and you're talking about touch and I know exactly what you're talking about. I've only felt it with two people in my life and one of them I'm with now. 
we went hiking on our first date and the whole way up, I was thinking maybe I'm not that into him. I don't know. Then at the top of the mountain, he leaned into, um, into me and to point at something in the distance and a whole shiver went through my body like a good one. I still feel tingles at certain times when he touches me. So, and then she says at the end, I cannot put it in words and it isn't a conscious or logical thing. It's a feeling and it's the best. I trust it. So I wonder, you know, where that comes from because it's strange when it happens with some people and it doesn't happen with other people. Um, and what kind of hormones are released or something to make that happen. Before I go into the science, has this ever happened to you guys? Only when I'm nervous. So only when, when the, someone's presence makes me nervous, you know, like in the beginning where you don't know where you stand and then they touch you mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, 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 but it always fades away. It always fucking fades away. Also, when, when you're like, as you as you just described, when you're nervous and you like anticipate the touch. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And you mm -hmm. feel it tingling before oh. it even like before you even have the actual physical sensation. Oh my God, sensation. it's crazy. Oh, it's but crazy. It and then like it spreads away. through your whole body. But it always it's fades insane. away. Like after you are sure that you can get the touch from the other person, it's gone for me. I don't know because I the have this feeling gone. too sometimes. <laughs> like, do you know when like your whole, your whole like stomach hollows when you somebody kisses you? Yeah, isn't it the solar plexus? I don't know what the fuck what happens, but it just goes, goes like, <sighs> like you feel a little yeah, bit yeah. like nearly yeah, dizzy yeah, yeah. or something, a little weird. That happened what? to me even. I was in a super long relationship. It would happen to me like six years into the relationship still. Mm -hmm. Not what not every like, time. Like butterflies no, in no. your stomach, no? Butter yeah, no. but yeah, like butterflies in my stomach. But I wouldn't. This wouldn't happen every time I would kiss him. Of course, I mean that'd be yeah, exhausting. Yeah. You know, but like, that's <laughs> only when you're nervous, when you don't know yet. No, I don't know. It wasn't like that, that for me. Or I might be a, again. We can might be end up. We can might end up on a topic again that might be a sociopath. No, it has nothing have to do with being no. No. Maybe maybe you just <laughs> never went that deep with a person that you like kept that connection maybe well, just also, never like found that connection maybe i mean but you know aquaman hasn't experienced it either um and like i feel like or not as strongly right so i feel like it might also just be different ways of loving or or different reactions to the hormones that are being released in your body maybe maybe True. but but again only only when being nervous when like being not sure if i i can go you know go there but the moment you if know you, you're sure of it you're it's like it, it all the sensations really? it goes are away? gone yeah, all the sensations. They're like, um, eh, you know. <laughs> okay, now he's not like all a the sensations. What do you okay. mean all the sensations are gone? It, all that means is just that he hasn't loved someone. No, shut the fuck he up. hasn't made a lasting connection. That's all it means. Well, well, isn't that the fair, simplest that, explanation? It's not that it's not that easy sometimes, you know, because it it requires a lot of different things. It requires you to be open. And um, to allow somebody to also touch you, and I'm not saying that in a physical way, right? It, I was thinking about this quite a bit lately, about like opening up to a potential of something, right? Because are you like jerking him off? What is this like yeah, video While we were touching him, well, physical touch, he was physically touching me. <laughs> because uh, we are on like FaceTime, so I can see the video of the dude and he's just fucking jerking him off, like while saying something really fucking serious. And I well, feel not like you're really just, jerking me off. I'm Since we're in a sex podcast, you guys might <laughs> listeners might think that he's actually jerking me off, and we're just having hands. fun. <laughs> okay, he was he was jerking hands. phantom dick, okay. <laughs> 
As soon as I talk about emotions, you need to jerk him off so you can distract from the fact that there's love out there. In those That's worlds. all him. That's all him. I believe in love. I'm all there. I'm all there with you. That's all him. Denying the plausibility and possibility of You love. are crazy. Anyways, so there's a team of scientists led by Dr. Helen Fisher at Rutgers um, where they looked at three categories of love and the hormones that are released like scientifically speaking in our body while things happen like this, right? So clearly we can talk about the magic of falling in love or like, you know, it being so inexplicable what happens to you. But there is also um, specific hormones that are being released while you get to know somebody. There's different ones. There's lust, attraction, and attachment, mm -hmm. right? So there's different hormones that are released in each stage. Um, and they're not the same, right? You can have lust without attraction. You can have attraction without lust. You can have attachment without lust. Like, you know, they all come in different ways. Um, lust, um, what is released is testosterone and estrogen. Lust is driven by the desire for sexual gratification, right? So this is what is released if you just want to fuck, basically. Then attraction releases some um, dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine. That's super yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's, it's happy it hormones, also, basically. It's yeah. happy hormones. Yeah, it's happy hormones. Um, and this is kind of distinctly different, you know, than lust. Because a lot more shit's happening. Because you, your brain has like a reward um, behavior, right? So whenever you see that person or you get a text message or whatever, dopamine will be released, right? Um, or norepinephrine, really. And so this makes you like giddy, energetic, euphoric, and stuff like that. They were actually looking at it a little bit like an addiction, because oh, it has very similar. It, it has know like what to anticipate, right? It has similar, yeah, and it has similar reward systems built in, right? You can kind of I condition yourself like Pavlov's dog. Yes, exactly. So when you really go crazy when you fall in love, it's bec also because your body's just flooded with hormones that it normally doesn't deal with. Natural high. And then the last one is. The friend zone, the friend zone, attachment, right? <laughs> the friend zone. <laughs> if you only release that, maybe. Exactly. No, but like oxytocin is like the cattle, also called the cattle hormone and stuff. And it's released during sex, breastfeeding and childbirth. It's a strange combination of things, the but really bonding, it's about right? bonding. Kind exactly. Bonding, it's yeah. about bonding. It's about like creating um, a space for procreation, right? And so everything about that is bonding. But you can have oxytocin also without sex, clearly, in friendships and families and stuff like that. But yeah, so these are like kind of the different ways of um, the way your body will react to meeting a mate, I guess. And that's why you start. <laughs> I know, but it's like interesting, right? Because in some kind of a sense, um, this addiction thing makes kind of sense, right? If you don't get it, you want it again and again, right? Because you want the high. Mm. Yeah. Okay. For sure, okay. For sure. Okay. Okay. And this is also it doesn't why make love sense in that hurts. we're animals and that's how they work. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. On a very basic okay. level, we are, and you know, we add a lot yeah. of complexity to it. But and the, it is, of course, more complex. But in in the end, that's yeah, yeah, like yeah. how our biology works when we meet a mate. <clears throat> totally. But it's like withdrawal symptoms, really, right? Like a girlfriend of mine said to me not too long ago, she's dating this guy, and um. And in the beginning, everything was perfect. And then suddenly he started pulling back, you know, so it was like a hot cold. And she was like, it's just driving me crazy. I don't know why I am like that. I'm like, mm, everybody's like that. <laughs> That's just, it's just a system. If you get a lot of like 
positive reward and it's taken away from you, you'll always crave it. For sure. So you'll it'll change that dynamic. Anyways, that's what I found out about the tingling. <laughs> well, very interesting. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for enlightening us at Pussy Church. Still, though, we don't know why it happens with some people and with others it doesn't. Does kind of make sense, does it not, that when something like that happens, in, in my mind it makes sense because sometimes our instincts are built within us and they're built in for a reason, you know? That when, when somebody triggers you like that, that it might should show you something and that, mm. that is like our body telling us before our mind can even comprehend that like, hey, look, this is good. Take it. I mean, it also yeah. makes evolutionary sense and like just yeah. like making sure that the, your species is going to live on. Because as far as I know, monkeys, when they lice each other, for example, they also mm -hmm. release oxytocin, therefore bonding, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. which is very important for the survival of your species. And, you know, yeah. going back like 45,000 years ago, Homo <laughs> sapiens showed up and we still had, we didn't have these structures. It got a lot more complex, but you needed yeah. to survive. And therefore, all of this makes biological sense. Yeah, of yeah. course it does. I mean, I wonder if, if choosing, but I mean, choosing, quote unquote, maybe subconsciously or whatever, right? Who you are attracted to or how that even happens. That, I mean, there's so many different, then we have nature and nurture, right? Because nature, True. yeah, somebody has a symmetric face, you find them attractive because you could have um, healthy babies. All right. But we are kind of missing the whole nurture part because the way you were raised, right, by your parents, parents will show you what love is. This is how you learn, right? So mm -hmm. if this is very dysfunctional, you'll search for dysfunctional love in your life. True. Right? If that's very healthy, it's going to be easier for you to find a healthy partner. Um But we also have to consider how much influence advertising magazines and all of that yeah. has. And for example, when you talk about symmetry in the face, body image is not being dictated anymore by our parents. It's dictated by That's social true. media, advertising, yes. magazines, and all of that. And also TV shows, when it comes to partnerships, what you imagine, because no, yeah, you, no, no TV show relationship yeah. is a real one. That's not like how any of them work no, most yeah, of the time, you know? But that's what we grow up with because I don't know how many parents teach us really how, like, you know, un you unless know. they are living a healthy relationship, how many parents actively teach a healthy relationship to relationships? Yeah, I mean, it's so fascinating because you're right. I mean, we were taught so many things. We were taught what is attractive. I mean, porn does the same thing in a different way, right? You are taught what you're supposed to find sexy. This is what I and how found to behave, so. Yeah. yeah, and I thought it was so interesting. Uh, I talked to a friend not too long ago about this that I I got like turned on by myself in the mirror and I was like whatever I think it's pretty normal but then I was in my mind I'm like I'm so maybe I'm so trained to find female bodies that they're sexually attractive no I literally see myself from the outside and I'm like oh yeah this is sexy because I'm a mm. I'm taught right that this is se sexual that is know, kind of strange. So I, I know it's so strange. I got like so confused about it. I was like, this is interesting just to kind of analyze what I find, you know, what arouses me because I was taught that that's arousing instead of like what is actually something you can, I mean, you can never really separate the two, right? Because you can't unlearn everything. True. So, no, can't, yeah. Nature, um, nurture. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't unlearn that. But I think what you can do, though, since you're trained one thing, right? For example, if somebody's have porn addiction, right, and can't really come anymore with a real person, this is an actual thing that happens quite mm -hmm. often, apparently. Um, we even had somebody write in about that. 
um, you can train, you can retrain or untrain or unlearn again as well, right? So if something can be taught, it can be untaught. Really? It's like mm -hmm. just habits, right? So if you have a porn habit and you can't come with your girlfriend or boyfriend anymore, right? You can still change that brain path. I actually saw a documentary yesterday on like uh, the digitalization of humans and also that connected to sex and you saw that like I don't know what it was I don't want to I don't want to make up statistics but like a huge percentage of Japanese young people are not in relationships and actually a huge percentage of those then again are virgins and there are actually mm. people I don't know dating anime people online and not having wow. any connection not not even like fake people like not even like people online but literal fake people and he, like there was a dude that was like 29 he was a virgin and he went into literal like therapy sex therapy like talking to the lady about him dating the online person and she oh was asking goodness. like are you even interested in like meeting a real woman and he said yeah sure but you know time and like pressure of meeting someone presenting yourself whatever wow. and it was a it was a crazy interesting it was really interesting it's so fascinating i just read this article too during south korea they were doing this like um research or whatever and a study and then apparently like one third of uh, south koreans like in their 20s haven't had sex in a year Mm. damn that's 33 percent. i mean it's nuts i mean just because and they were like asking why i think it was more women than men but they were just like no interest no interest yeah. in sex where it's so fascinating to me uh, i think we made this joke last week here that like sex real sex with a human might be like ancient history you know in like a hundred years who fucking knows you know if that the is futurologists were saying that like in the documentary i watched the futurologist were, was saying that within 50 years some machine will give you a better orgasm than a human ever could and okay. therefore we will not have human interaction but then again like sexual psychologists you know interfere with logically saying that can never replace human touch or the no, but it's the creativity also not just about and the, the connection but it's about the whole process no i mean of course not, of but, course but, but yeah that, definitely but, but, but someone with a with maybe a broken mind that we see already now like you said it's it's not i don't think necessarily that it's healthy to date anime people online that are not even real but it's still mm -hmm. happening so i do think that for some people if you if that is true, then maybe some people will never actually know what it is to have like human touch like that. If we but build I mean, a machine capable of that, some people will to, never though. experience it. But that but that the thing is that's all in our hands. The way we develop technology is up to us. If we want, yeah. if we want, that's what they said too. If we want to develop technology so it disconnects us and you have sex yes. robots which they also showed which literally like have personalities now you ask them what they want to do you ask them what they're up to you ask them how they feel and they will ask you back and they will answer i mean at that point you stay weird. fucking just date a normal person what the fuck is the difference well this point? you can the difference is that you can just turn that one off you don't have to be scared of being rejected you don't have to be scared oh. of not like your sexual fantasies being rejected why you don't have are to, these you, fears so prevalent i mean we've talked about well we this, come okay. back to advertising magazines tv shows society exactly. and <laughs> so that's just cap but that's just that's capitalism why. then yeah, because of capitalism of course it is. on fears also a very interesting thing they said that all of the uh, all of the positive ideas they have about technology and sexual technology and digitalizing a human being will at some point come into conflict with commercial 
interests, which is just sadly very true that maybe we can develop, they develop, for example, come like robots that help children with autism. But mm -hmm. commercial interest, obviously, are sex dolls because what's going to be ordered more? What's going to sell better? It's going to be yeah. the sex doll. So if we want to or not, this is going to move forward very quickly because people are willing to pay for it. They're already building robots that are fucking crazy in the sense of, of sex robots and sex puppets. There's some crazy Oh, yeah, shit. yeah. Oh yeah, they, they, it was, there was a full body human expensive. being yeah. made out of silicone. You could put a wig on it. It was moving its lips and closing oh, its no. eyes. You and they're already a... working on the next generation where they're like literally talking, like pull their tongue out. I've some, well, I, have some, I know somebody who has like a sex doll and we talked about it before, right? This is like obviously pre-robot pre, um, robot. But I met him through friends and we're chatting at a bar and he told me about his <laughs> this is so crazy he said the craziest thing about having a sex doll that you don't consider is that you have to like take care of their nails and their hair how oh wh how what because the nails i mean they're plastic right but they're gonna look like they're gonna like uh. chap and be weird so you need to like do their nails you have to brush their hair wash oh, their bodies dress them <laughs> oh, yeah, do you have to empty them out kind of no like <laughs> probably yeah if, if you finish so it's inside becoming this like it's becoming this like weird thing you know what i mean a relationship um, of sorts it's a relationship yeah you have a name for it or whatever and then he told me that at oh, that point God. he um was uh, engaged and that his fiance didn't like the he had the doll so he put it away but like it was really a relationship he had with it for a while over, I, I heard about, like I told you, I, I said, I told about those uh, virtual girlfriends and boyfriends. There's mm -hmm. people in Japan that married those, those virtual people. And there's like hologram Holy projectors shit. where you can, with, that you put on your table. They're like pocket oh. size, like a little boombox speaker. No, it's like that and there's a her. human, it's not a human in there actually. It's actually an anime character. It's not even a human anymore. It's, it's not even a human. It's an anime so character. Strange. And they married that. And you can like be, hi, Yutuko, I come home. And she's going to be like, how was your day? I honestly wonder because I think our imagination is really strong as humans, right? Because normally isolation and being alone, um, people die, right? This is like the, the greatest punishment is always going to be isolation. But this is so weird because we have such vivid imagination that we make this thing real in our minds. You create you a whole mentally... person in our mind. You created an override. You created an override I mean, for loneliness. Th that's so crazy because, I mean, we could think about, you know, how you project on a real person. Sometimes you project your mm -hmm. fears or your hopes or whatever. This is like a whole nother level. Of like, it's a literal algorithm a that being. is going to learn what you want. Based oh, on your God. answers, it's going to start oh. giving you the answers you want to hear. And you're going to project the real human onto that. Oh and my God, you're going to think that your wishes are being fulfilled while an algorithm is basically just feeding you what you want to hear. I don't actually really know. I mean, to be fair, I, I'm glad I'm not born like a hundred years from now because I don't know if I want to experience this. I mean, maybe it's no difference. You know what I mean? Like, it's a bit difficult to say what is the difference? What is love, really? Are you always just generating it within yourself, right? Because, I mean, I don't I believe that. I do think that there's a deep connection between two people and like, or 
many people, whatever, right? Where you can actually like feel somebody else as well. But if you can be so highly delusional to make that up, you will feel the feeling of love. Your, your body will start to push out those hormones. With, True. That's you will crazy. have the same hormones. Also, coming back to what you said, like having to make that connection, it does have to go both ways if it's a human, but it stems from each person on their own. So if I make a connection with a freaking anime hologram, that's still real. Because even if I date a real other person, they need to be open to make a connection to me too, or else my one-way connection is going to be rejected and not even work. So connecting with a hologram might even be more successful and easier because if I'm open, because 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 if if you go from the start, like if you are open to it, it's going to be easier because you can't be rejected because it's an algorithm. Exactly. So it's, it's very easy to, you don't have to be afraid to be rejected is I think a big point of it, right? Because it's that safety. <laughs> well, you can turn and them like, off whenever you want to. Like you can you come can, home, well, have a conversation, will, and when you don't want it anymore, you no matter what. It's like yeah. a dog. Exactly. <laughs> it's like a fucking dog. A dog will love you even if you're fucking Hitler. Sorry. Hitler or you still had, have to take care a of a dog yeah. at least. You can turn off a hologram. You cannot turn off a dog. That's true, but the dog has this like kind of unconditional love that we look. Dogs are into literally the best. We don't have to debate that. Dogs are better than humans, <laughs> but we're talking about no, like the no, psychology of humans. But that's the same psychology. We bred an animal to unconditionally love us. You understand? No, Over hundreds true. No, very of true. years, very true. we domesticated an animal to love us unconditionally. Same yeah. idea with a no, hologram. No, the love is the same, but I'm saying like you still have to walk a dog. You still have to, you know, like yes, walk whatever. True. A hologram, you can literally just turn off if you stick yes. and tired of taking and talking to it, you know? Absolutely. But it's also so safe. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Very true. No, no, no. Like, I know what you mean very much with yeah. the unconditional love. I get that 100%. But, but I'm saying, like, it's always strange. been running to safety. Yeah. People always have been running and, and chasing and, and craving for the safety to, to have this. Because I do think that, that that's something that is also in, in our generation that rejection is, is viewed as, as, as such a failure that, that many people can fucking deal with it. Like, mm-hmm. they literally can't deal with rejection. And the moment some people get rejected, they go, they go batshit insane, which I think yeah. is super important to learn to, to deal with rejection because it's going to happen all over your life. All over your life. And with, with a robot like that or with a fucking like virtual character, there's no, there's no also, risk. There's no also, risk. What, what is the reward of like becoming a good human? <laughs> if you are just mm. having everything catered to yourself, you'll become you lose empathy. Yeah, but, narcissistic. But look you be a very successful narcissist, yeah. No, but you, it, it no, but you lose really empathy. Am, but you lose look empathy. Around. You but have look none. Around. You don't need one. You never I mean, learn empathy, yeah. But it's already been happening. It's already yeah. been happening. How? How? I do think that I don't know a statistic, but I think if we look at statistics, we're gonna definitely see an incline in narcissistic personalities. Oh, we're sure. gonna we're gonna sure. see that 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 fucking grew a lot, and people feel entitled. I see it almost every day where you feel like, how the hell do you feel so entitled to getting this and that to every yes. every need of yours but being catered is, to? This is so interesting. This is the same thing in sex. You know what I mean? We were talking about like narcissists in bed, right? It's the same kind of idea. This this idea of entitlement of like this, you this is owed to me. 
right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I deserve this. I deserve this. I deserve that you fuck me tonight mm-hmm. and that it's all about fucking me. No, actually, you do not. You didn't do anything to deserve any of this. This is the crazy thing. And I think this is how it works in general um, in our society anyways, right? With um, with this kind of idea of like you need to buy these things to be this and this and that, right? To like buy yourself happiness or whatever. Or to become this person that then will gonna get enough attention to be liked enough, right? Or whatever the fuck. Um, and with this narcissism, this is like so strange, you know, because ev- everything we're creating is just like um, diversion or not diversion, but di- division. Mm-hmm. Right? Getting further and further away from each other. And obviously, I mean, like the hologram is like the peak of that fucking bullshit mountain, you know? But, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but it's, it's so strange. And that then but it physical makes sense. touch. But honestly, I must almost say I think it's a very much a double-edged sword. Because you can see the superficial becoming more superficial. And I agree with that 100% that there's a part of the population which is feeling entitled and arrogant and like this like very far away from real life but at the same time i feel like there is part of the newer generation that is extremely aware of like mental illnesses of insecurities of whatever like i think that we have to see both sides of the coin i think a lot of confusion is happening in the generation that maybe didn't have phones or social media or whatever until they were i don't know teenagers because then you, you didn't grow us? up with it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly us. I mean that like for us, it's still weird being between our parents that have no yeah. fucking idea what that happens and post about their Crocs on Facebook and between being like teenagers that have 2 million followers and make money off of just posting food. And then yeah. there's us who are like in between. So that yeah. might like, we might be confused, but the next generation might actually maybe, hopefully, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, be very open and educated when it comes about mental health, when it comes about sex, when it comes about, yeah. when it comes about consent, when it goes about yeah. sexual pressure, when it goes about all of that. Yeah. Because hopefully. I feel that like there's a huge part of the internet that does that too. Yeah, what, I mean, One, one thing what needs to happen though, in order for this to actually have a positive impact on anybody is people need to spend real time with other people. Oh, and yeah. Without oh, yeah. that, yeah. nothing point. makes any sense. If crucial you can learn point. what no, I, you so can right. learn consent on the internet and who are you practicing it with, with your hologram, you know, like that's not. That <laughs> no, you're right. No, you're 100% right. <laughs> where, uh, with your sex robot. Um, yeah. We, but that's that, where I guess we have the choice to either make technology connect us more or, you know, create true. more distance between us. I saw this. Like, like replace really people. Yeah, I saw this really funny thing. We were looking at um, a while ago. We were looking at these kind of um, VR games, you know, sex games and stuff. Um, and there was one where you had, like, it's also Japanese. You had a girlfriend. It's the girlfriend experience or whatever. And mm. so you're playing it. And this guy is so funny because he, it's just this video where he plays it and he's, like, commenting, you know, while he's playing this fucking thing. And the girl is, like... like us listening to the Like a girlfriend, stories. but she, she's just, like, weird, you know? Like, she, she, he needs to do certain things so he gets sexual favors, right? So sometimes she just gets really... When he's a little rude, right, if he just, like, grabs her, she gets, like, really pissed and turns around and, like, starts screaming and, like, walks away and is angry and throws something on the ground. But if he starts, like, touching her really softly... So it trains... It trains the crazy person who's playing this, this um, game... How to be nice to people in order to get what you want. 
Well, since it's happening on the Asian market and we just talked about Japanese manga dating, maybe that's not a bad idea, you know? Maybe that's exactly. not a bad idea. Maybe we have teaching to build them how to interact in, with have people. to build into the um, whole sex robot thing that you have to actually be sweet to it so you get what you want. Yeah. Oh my god. You pick between four answers. If you get the right one, she'll take her panties off, all right? <laughs> is that uh, real life? Is that is real life like that? It's oh, real god. life like that. What do I need to say to you so the panties yeah. come off? Like what's well, the Give me four word? options. Give me four <laughs> options. If I pick the right one, I get in your panty. And now we're going to go to the worship section. And worship is erotic art. And today we're going to talk about um, Benedetta, a movie that just premiered at Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival, by Paul Verhoeven. And Paul Verhoeven is a Dutch um, filmmaker who did Basic Instinct, Showgirls. And in 2016, that was his last movie, he did a movie called Elle. Um, and what all his movies have kind of like... Uh, in common is that they're pretty sexual <laughs> and pretty it. provocative um, especially in the times that he makes them right um, so this movie Benedetta is it kind of like caused this like uproar online because people call called it blasphemy blasphemy because the movie is about what boys it's about lesbian nuns. It's about n not necessarily. It's about this nun <laughs> who claims she been impregnated by Jesus or something. I don't fucking know. I don't speak French. <laughs> it's lesbian nuns, okay? And then lesbian and then, nuns. <laughs> thank you. It's lesbian nuns. You know, I try to analyze it, okay? Before you laughed at me, like, oh, because I was like, is this lesbian church porn? It kind of yeah. is. It's pussy See? church. See, it is pussy church, literally. <laughs> this is why I thought it was very fitting for I haven't seen the whole movie because it just premiered at Cannes and you cannot watch it anywhere. But I thought we got to talk a little bit about like the controversy and what came out of it because I think it's interesting. So this movie is about um, it's like based on real events, right? Um, uh, on like a because there was this book that was written about a lesbian affair of two nuns in the 17th century in Italy, mm. right? Um, while the plague ravages through Italy, which is also funny because it's actually very... It's kind of fitting. <laughs> but so it was called um, blasphemous, right? And that is trying to offend and like all of these things. Right? And I feel like, yeah, he's trying to offend a little bit. But at the same time, it's also it, lo it looks kind of like it's funny, nearly. It like does a little be. bit. It does a little bit. So really, the story is two nuns. One of them is like super pious. She has what you were saying, impregnated by Christ. She's like basically the most like holy nun in this um, convent. And she has like stigmata and stuff. And she's experiencing this whole delusion, I guess, about Christ being her <laughs> husband. And then... <laughs> but they, they think she's the chosen one. Okay, exactly. Neil. And then a new chick comes to the convent. And suddenly and she sees her kind of naked. She's hot as hell. And then she's like, well, she. And then she starts praying. And it's like, like oh, my God. Tootsie flirting. That's why I like, didn't seem that serious. Because she was like, you know, it was the playful flirting in there. Not Dude. like not not 
the behavior of a nun at all that is like well, denying herself anything. Th- there was no. she got brushed by a boob and was like, "Ooh, nice, I like that." No, and, it wasn't at all like, "Oh, I'm shocked." Too. There was some groping well, too while sleeping, like, so there was a tit I mean, out that someone have, was grabbing. There was it. some cunnilingus. Oh yeah, there was indeed. Nice. Good I for mean, her. apparently in the movie, we just saw the trailer, but in the movie, there's a lot of sex. Nice. <laughs> guys. So to me, honestly, it just seems like the little Nas <laughs> video we talked about is clearly aimed at a, at, like, at a target audience that is made out of simpletons that will be provoked by that and will scream <laughs> blasphemy. And that is exactly who it's aimed at. Because if you see it with mm-hmm. our eyes, it's kind of funny to us because number totally. one, it's not surprising. Sorry. No. Whatever the fuck is going on behind church doors, it is crazier than this movie is showing. We just talked about that today. Yeah. yeah. And number two, it's like, it's it's just shock value. And it, it works apparently. It is. It Well, also, I find I find it funny because there's a couple of things so that, that are actually interesting about the filmmaker and everything and why this is happening this way. So what he did, obviously, he's trying to provoke. I mean, he made basic instinct. What else was that but like a provocative film, right? Sharon Stone is showing her fucking pussy in an interrogation. She is the most provocative character. and Go like Sharon. most. I mean, fucking amazing. She's just, I mean, have you seen the movie? She's like, yes. it's so sexy. It's like so nearly crazy. Also. Yeah, it's so powerful. But obviously, he's trying to provoke, and I think he's having fun with that. Um, Rightfully so. We will too, but like imbeciles will be provoked by it. Of course, but I think, you know, maybe part of like the. I mean, this this podcast is called Pussy Church, which is not a non provocative. Like, (laughs) you know, I forgot that's provocative, but then some. Most people, when I first tell them what my podcast is called, they're like, what? What the fuck is this? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's a podcast. Like, chill. Uh, It's a good name, okay? Get off of my case. Exactly. I have merch if you like it. Um, (laughs) I was wearing that in the city recently, and I hear a little chime behind me screaming, sex! No. (laughs) (laughs) Walking with their parents. They had something to explain. And I hope they used that opportunity to give it a healthy relationship towards that. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. I enjoyed myself. I just had a big smile on my face when I heard the the little scream of sex behind me. I just wore it again. A friend of mine just wore it to a meeting. I thought it was funny. I'm like, you guys, go ahead. You know, spread the gospel. Mm, loud and proud rightfully so So that <laughs> this book um it's based on is called immodest acts the life of a lesbian nun in renaissance italy by judith c brown and in this book what happens is that they get caught well this is obviously supposedly nonfiction, and they get caught supposedly. and one one gets kicked out of the Allegedly. convent and the other one gets put imprisoned for like 30 years Oh God! What? Yeah, yeah So, God, but why? he, but he wanted it to be more dramatic, which I thought that was pretty dramatic. But <laughs> yeah, for like licking some pussy, you know, that's really fucking stupid. Yeah, but, but it, it doesn't have the shock value in a movie. You get it, just like being put away. Goodbye. Exactly. So he, in order to like um, make it accurate historically, um, when back then, when you um, had a lesbian relationship, you would be in prison. But if you would use an object, weirdly enough, um, you would be burned. So with he, an object for what? If you would like disgrace a instrument, a religious oh, instrument. Okay. Oh, if you use a so in the movie, to, like, oh God. He, what? 
In a movie, they use a Virgin Mary statue as a dildo. Oh. <laughs> Can't wait to see that. Oh, God. I will not I watch mean, that. I mean, the uproar of the Catholic Church is going to... Why can you not watch that? So because I'm not interested. It's just... Not, that shock value is not interesting to me. Like I get what's happening, but like I, if I want to watch porn, I'll watch porn, and I need to watch soft porn. No, like, I would, I'm, I'm I would that love age. to watch this. It's funny. It's campy. Well, it could be that, but let's I don't watch, watch a lot together. of movies in general. Let's watch it together. Yeah, let's all three let's of us. Watch it together via, via well, video think, chat. I thought it was interesting though about like he he's been like accused obviously of blasphemy and whatever, and he's also been accused of like making it horny right people were like why are these women these nuns naked and he's like well people are naked when they fuck so that's that <laughs> Bad um, point. What? You know, so but he was also you know this this filmmaker has obviously made Amer he's dutch he's made american films but the past two films he's done l in 2016 and this one now um he shot in france because he's like i he was so annoyed by america and the way it restricts sex on screen and like it restricts all of these interactions, but you can't film a film the way you want to film it anymore in some kind of mm. sense. If you want to have any sexual content, kind of. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I agree wholeheartedly. Of course, it, it, it will have its effect, its desired effect. It will yeah. be entertaining to people like us and it will be provocative and shocking to people that are narrow-minded. Yeah. So this is a, this is a and quote. And maybe in denial about what happens behind church doors. Or behind everybody's doors. Yeah. Yeah, but especially church doors. And I'm not talking this, about lesbians. I'm talking about... Worse well, than that's that. a whole I mean, other... not that it's bad, but yeah. you know what I mean. Well, not even that. Well, like, everything that's going on. Like, I don't, I don't even want to, like, you know... Let's get, let's not good get and that. bad. You know, like, just nuns having fun, priests having fun, and then... And the, priests having the fun really with somebody bad... who's not having fun. <laughs> exactly. The really bad stuff. <laughs> the really bad stuff, yeah. Well, this is what he said about the dildo. <laughs> the director. <laughs> He says, the interviewer was saying, um, you seem annoyed, right? But like the dildo talk. And he's like, because every interview was about the dildo and about nudity. Sexuality is the essence of life. Why are we so afraid to say that's true? We are animals. We need babies. Otherwise, our species is falling apart. Why are we hiding that? Why are we so afraid to be seen as an animal? My dogs, the horses, they all do it. Everyone does it. They do it all. We are animals. It's like we want to hide that. As if there is no sex, as if there is no going to the restroom. Hmm. Well, but yeah, of course, but I do think that's changing. Is it not? Is it? I don't know. Um, I think there's. It's a valid point, but of course, there's some nuance to it. Of, of course, course, we. Of yeah. course, we all want to bang somewhere, or, or at least be, I guess, sexually fulfilled. Except for people that are completely asexual, I guess. Hmm. But. I don't know what actually, but yeah, of course it's true. But yeah, there's nuance to it. You're not just going to take it from someone who doesn't want it. For example, you yeah. are going to want it to, some people are going to want it to come within a connection. But yeah, there's, there's nuance to it, but it's true. Maybe oversimplified, but it is true. Yeah, I think that's interesting because it might go nearly in, in the direction of what we were talking about earlier. Trying to not be an animal so much so that we create like the, crazy worlds where we live different lives so we just don't have to deal with our own <laughs> yeah yeah very true 
Yeah, not have to deal with rejection, for example. Not have don't to have deal to deal with, with other humans. Yeah, don't have to deal with other humans and their needs and wants, which Correct. some people might not want to. But in the end, I think that, like for example, the Japanese guy, he said he would like to connect with someone. I think that it is a desire of of yeah. a person and yeah maybe that someone is virtual but i think in general and that's where i say it's a valid point but there's nuance to it in general i think we want to connect with yeah, something i think so no i think so too for sure a thousand percent yeah yeah because asexual people connect too they might not have sex with whoever they're connecting with but they connect, they connect. yes yeah that's it's true well, it's not just about sexual connection, obviously. I mean, we're just talking about human interaction. Yeah, that's exactly what I yeah. mean. That's exactly yeah, what yeah. I mean. Like, we do want to connect. It yeah. is within us. We are mammals. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, you guys watched a movie or don't. Um, I will. It looks really funny. <laughs> Benedetta, Paul Verhoeven, 2020. Well, it is going to be a bit weird if the two of us watch it. But yeah, we might. <laughs> <laughs> together I mean, you know the, the three of us is a married couple you know yeah have you ever watched porn with another girl just like casually a girlfriend well a girlfriend once just for fun put on the movie love that's basically that porn? porn that's basically porn i was basically porn in the beginning i mean okay. like they're just fucking but we're just laughing because she actually put it on like we were in a wine bar and she's like look at this movie oh, okay and i'm like Maybe I mean that's but I'm never crazy, in like an uncomfortably close space, just chilling in a couch, and just, all of a sudden I mean, there's porn on. Nah, I mean I wouldn't really. I think <laughs> sit on a couch with my girlfriend and watch a porn. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm asking. If that ever, no, no, I did, I'm not saying you initiated it, but like, did, did, did anyone happened. ever suggest it to you? No, I mean, okay. I mean I've laughed about something before, but like I mean I need to do so much research. So I've told people about like porn I've watched, you know. So. Yeah, no, no, no. But no. I never, I'm never like, hey, let's. No, it's you know, not a sexual fantasy of me, and I want to touch my leg. I'm just curious, and like, because like, I don't know, like, if, oh. if people do that, if people like just casually I mean, watch a porn. Do guys together. do that? No. No, because that's the. I was thinking about that that's because gay. us two <laughs> watching the lesbian nun movie, which would have basically been a porn, us two chilling on a couch watching lesbian nun porn. So what did you do on the weekend? Yeah, I watched some lesbian porn with a friend of mine and. <laughs> And our friend, Another lesbian friend of mine. nun porn. <laughs> Blasphemous lesbian Blasphemous nun lesbian porn. And now we're going to go to confessions. Yay! Confessions. Oh, yeah. oh, and confessions yes. are questions from you guys, the listeners, and answers from us. And today we have quite a few. So let's see how many we can actually get, you know, get to. Any tips? Okay, so this is from a girl, I think. Any tips on overcoming body issues to have a better sex life? Oh, God. Are you asking the wrong You're person? asking the wrong ah! people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, I think it really means how deep-rooted they are, but in, in general, and like where they stem from. Because I don't think everybody's yeah. body issues are the same and created of equally. Not. So I mean, if you are concerned about your body and thinking about it um while you're with another person it will inhibit you to have an orgasm most of the time you know um especially as a woman because that like it's the way you focus your mind um and since the orgasm does happen in the brain first right it, it won't be able to nearly so um, what you're really doing is you're kind of like ruining the moment, not on purpose, I'm aware, but this is what's happening if body issues come in. Um, I think 
read the book Come As You Are by Emily Nagowski. She talks a lot about like how to detangle it, right? How mm -hmm. to put like reframe the way you look at your own body. I always say, try something, try this game that I made up. I don't know if it's going to work for everybody, but it's like, um, are you in the present moment game, right? So while you're touching somebody or you're kissing or you're having sex, that you ask yourself questions like, how do his lips feel? How hot Ooh. is his skin? How does it feel like when he touches my neck? And really focus on these like sensations in the moment. What it will do is like you'll stop focusing on yourself and focus on the other person and how they feel to you and on your body. And for me, it helps me a lot to get out of my head. Hmm. A refocusing the mind is definitely a good that's tool smart. because that's in general how you should approach that because you need to yeah. rewire the way you look at yourself totally. and maybe in the moment, like you say, sounds very plausible and logic. Just try to focus your mind differently. Not not maybe in that moment inward, but outward. I think or outward also is inward the best. in the sense to sensation. Yeah. Yeah, but I think. Like, but also there is someone the trying person. to sleep with you right now. So you read the cues that they're trying to do that. Maybe it will make you feel better. Also, it will, I think it takes away a little bit of the stress if you focus on the other person. Hmm. And if yeah. two people focus on the other person, it's going to be great sex. Probably. Yeah. You yeah. know, because you're, you're, you can even like kind of try to become aware how they're breathing. You know, well, like, maybe that's oh. what I do. What, focus on the other person? Yeah. Found out two I'm... things about me in this podcast. I'm a switch and I focus on the other person. <laughs> <laughs> those are good things well i think it's kind of like how otherwise you could have sex with a robot you know yeah yeah i'm considering that right now <laughs> <laughs> never face rejection yeah i don't have to worry about my body because it doesn't fucking understand your it. body is beautiful baby do you think about your body well not when i focus on the other person boom boom <laughs> <laughs> the problem is when I get too aware of it, I'm out. What? Of your body? Yeah, when I get too aware of my body, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, same. And I got I, taken I out. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm disgusting. I, I feel so disgusting sometimes that I'm just fucking out. I'm like, mm -hmm. this is it. I can't. No, I look. Uh, but how, do you have ways to like get yourself like out of that mind mindset? <laughs> Fuck no. I've been struggling with this since I was like, what, 16? I have no idea how to get, a, get that away. This is like mm. a deeply rooted, you're a fat piece of shit. And it's, uh, and especially when it comes to sex, I, I, I do it exactly like you. I focus on the other person and I give so much attention yeah. to the other person that you I start to, that, but then God forbid that there's a mirror somewhere or something. It's done. Mm. Goodbye. Or they say something really? about your body. Or they say like, oh my God, Even when they I say something positive, yeah, it's going to be like, no, I don't believe you. You lying. Right? What? They say like, I love your body. Like, you guys. Shut the fuck up. You literally I'm... can't. Look at this Look abomination. Look at this orangutan looking motherfucker. 
Absolutely. But I understand that completely. No, I understand it completely. That's I like, mean, don't comment on my body, even if it's positive. Yeah. You're lying. You're lying don't piece talk of shit. Up, don't look at me. Don't, don't talk to me. Crazy, <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> no, I, mean, I think what I find fascinating is that we don't really talk about this at all with like men. You know what I mean? I think this is a constant. Like women are asking how I'm focusing on my body so much and because of porn. We don't even think about or openly talk about what it also does to men. Right. You, you see the see, bodies, you see the dicks, and the you see dicks, like the tan, you, know, you see like whatever. It's like I mean, we were no, talking about I mean, this it, last it week. hasn't me worried, but no. <laughs> 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 fuck up. <laughs> no, but like the dicks, but you know what? We were talking about this last week, but um on the podcast because we did a little section on this. So um the like male frontal nudity on TV has been rising, right? Mm -hmm. Um but so have prosthetics. So m mainly every dick you see on TV, be it Game of Thrones or Spartacus or like whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? It's a fucking prosthetic. And they're Get all the bigger <laughs> than the fucking real dicks of the actors. So we're perpetuating this thought over and over and over again, even in on TV where you think, oh, here it's realer than on, in porn, you know? But they're wearing fake oh, dicks. Like we said. Everything is being commercialized. Ads, TV shows, magazine. Man, just a quick story that happened to me yesterday. I was mm -hmm. out with uh, with two women, and by accident, we met a group of, of of lesbians, and one lesbian stuck around, and then they were talking about bisexuality. And like women was... are different than lesbians. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know what I mean. And then then this she was a very around. young lesbian lady, and and she was she was like. Um, <laughs> Um, she was talking about that sometimes she likes also men like, because, you know, she's not fully there, whatever. She's bi. I don't know. Bi, yeah, whatever. And then she was like, and when I like men, I like, and then she looks at me and like, kind of like, you know, your hair, like a little bit darker and those beautiful blue eyes. And she's then she basically like you. And then she touches my, the back of my head and like, yeah, that's, that's cute. And I'm like, I, in my mind, never in my mind was I like, oh, she thinks I'm cute. I was like, okay, I understand she has a type, but I'm not that type. Even though she was completely uh, describing she just She was me. about to fuck you on the street. Like, what are you even talking about? Yeah, but I was like, ah, cool. I, I wholeheartedly like, understand I this like, man's <laughs> confusion. I, was I really like, do. Ah, cool. <laughs> I understand <laughs> exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> I will have dates on next to him and be like, well, usually guys that are your size and like as tall as you. Have your hair and your beard. I have your name. Your beard. <laughs> and then you're like, and they're like, no, I, I, I hope you'll find one like that. <laughs> Oh my God! Stop it! That's exactly stop. the no, situation. Literally. Yeah, no, literally, I'm not even kidding. I'll be there, like, yeah. oh man, I really hope you find a man like, like that. It, man, I wish I was like that. You oh know? yeah. <laughs> man, I really wish that I would have so blue strange. eyes. Like, that what so the strange. fuck? I could but never connect those dots. Silly. I do wonder though, because we were talking about this before we even started recording about somebody I met, right, and where I was kind of confused about like what this is, <laughs> if it was a date or not. <laughs> For, the for first three days, two and a half. For, okay. For a really long time, I had like no clue what the fuck was going on, and I think it's just it was because of the setup, right? It was just through friends. We met through friends, so I wasn't really sure. But also, in retrospective, like looking at all the signs, it's absolutely absurd, you know. But I just <laughs> I didn't want to assume, you know. Yeah, like, right. I'm not, like, I'm you not, know, I don't you're like assumption, rude. like you. I don't know. I'm not gonna assume that you are into me. I'm just gonna like. Try and to then imagine you're so insecure that you take compliments literally pointed towards you as maybe not real. <laughs> That's what we're talking about right here. You know.
This is a question from a girl. Why is sex better when you're both married to someone else? Oh, I God. cannot answer that, but it sounds interesting. Oh my God. Because question. the forbidden fruit tastes the best. I oh, you know what? I think that truth. it also might be true. That you know. What? What also might be part of it is that you know that most likely in that moment in your mind, it's going to be sex without strings attached. Oh. Because you can always run back to your marriage. You know, like you can always be like, on. well, this is not going anywhere. I'm married. But hold on. And you can always like pull back. You can have like guilt free sex. But pretty hold much. on. Hold on. You guys always say, and I'm going to like fucking point that out. You guys always say that sex with a connection is always the best. <laughs> you act like you don't say that, just us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just pointing this out. No, just, just pointing this out that you guys said it multiple times that you have to have this real sure. conversation for sex to really, really feel good. So I don't think necessarily that's about this, this, the, that, that uh, thing. You can't connect without having strings attached. Yeah, like without the shit going anywhere, you can't do I mean, that. I think it's about fantasy. I think this is storytelling. I think if you have sex um, when both are married, I do believe that the story of it is is kind of fantastical. You know, of course, it's sense? forbidden fruit. Yeah. It is yes, something new and exciting, fruit. and you are gonna because that's the thing. You can project a lot of things into it because as soon as you don't like it, you can Easy. go back to your safe haven. It's like basically a sex robot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And if you see you don't like it, you can turn it off and go back to your marriage. Wait, you said it oh, once yeah. the best. It's emotion-free dick. I guess, yeah, I don't know if that's, maybe that's emotion-free dick, but I think that there's something specific about like this marriage situation because the cheating aspect of it, I think, gives people like a rush of adrenaline. Right, but wait. So for sure, I think it's thrill. multiple factors. Like, of course, it's a thrill. Of course, it's a fantasy. Of course, you have a certain, and I'm not talking about safety that it's gonna last. Safety in that it's not, it doesn't have to last. The yeah. safety that you can pull out at any time, and you can invest <laughs> as much as you want because you can. Ah, yeah, I know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that and, and also that safety, you know, like you can pull out at yeah. any time. Like, and. It's all also kind of a fantasy, fantasy of affair. The affair has been rom yeah. romanticized all yeah, yeah, over. True. So, totally. so, true. so two married people that are having an affair, it's different than a husband who's cheating. You know what I mean? True. It's yeah. a different narrative. It's a whole different narrative it's when you put it like two, that. Two married, well, also two people who are married cheating. It's like nearly equal footing. You know yeah. what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And again, it's called an affair. I wouldn't call it like like a cheater. They're both How cheating. Is it not? You know but what I mean? Same. I absolutely yeah, do but not you know what know I mean. what you know. Absolutely not. Please, please elaborate. It, it does cheating. feel like it's romanticized a little bit more. Yeah, but mm. what, why, how, how do you differ an affair from cheating? You don't. But you just did that. <laughs> Stop calling me out like that. I swear to God. All right. What do you mean that the affair is romanticized? The affair is romanticized. Yes. And, okay. and, I think, and I think it's just about this. Yeah. I think it's multiple factors. I yeah, think it's it, the excitement of it. I think it is the yeah. false safety of it. I think it is the the forbidden fruit, like you said in the beginning. I think yeah. it is like also just 
yeah, being in something new. And maybe but, you can then even share common problems about marriage. You know, like this is also like totally. kind of like but, trauma bonding, marriage bonding. <laughs> but just don't, but don't have the illusion that this is going to go. I mean, I would say 99.9% .9 of all of these stories never end in like you getting together with that other partner. Yeah, of course. No, so um, I think the fact that it's so finite and in such a specific structure makes it exciting but that is not a long-term um thing that sex won't stay good long term no. also easier to invest yourself when you know that it's going to end at some point yeah. kind of like easier to like give yourself to it at least yeah if, if that's yeah. what you're looking if the if the cheap thrill basically is what you're looking for that's a very easy way to get it yeah absolutely okay one more question uh which one would you do uh, this is a technical question. Oh, oh, this is difficult, I guess. Okay, so this is a question by a guy, and he okay. asks, I can make my girlfriend only squirt with my hand. How to do it with fingers and mouth at the same time? Aye, uh, it's going to be a bit difficult because of the positioning. <laughs> but the fingers um, and mouth I haven't achieved yet, only fingers. I mean, somebody has done it for me, so I'm not sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a little yeah. difficult. <laughs> not sure about the technique, <laughs> like you weren't paying full attention. <laughs> I wasn't paying full attention. <laughs> what has happened, though, I think it was not like, um, let me think. There was one time he did it really well, so... He was lying underneath me, and I was nearly sitting on his face, right? And he uh, was fingering finger me at the same time. Makes sense, yeah. So it's like it's gonna be a little bit easier, probably, to use the <laughs> it's finger. Easier access, yeah. Yeah, and you don't have to like hold your head up or something. So um, you'll already have the pussy in your mouth, basically, and then you just have to come from the Beautiful. back. So that might be like a way uh, to go. Yeah, it could work. Yeah, have I experienced it another time? It's always been like with a yeah. guy lying down. So him on his back and you on top. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't like, I don't do like face sitting in a sense where I'm trying to like smother him. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be sure I, to try that. <laughs> I don't put my like whole weight on it. So this would be my, my, my tip for that one. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know if that helps. <laughs> well, you I'll tell it. you next time. <laughs> Please try it out and report back. Don't, to maybe I will be able to. Okay, oh, just making conversation, Bola. Don't get. Well, you guys. No, I can't squirt. You know. Where are you? <laughs> Where are you even? I don't I had, see you. I had to sit up because it's so hot here. Well, we're gonna end it now. So look at me for a second. <laughs> look at me. For look at me. Look at me. Well, you guys, well, you go out and try that and tell me if it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. <laughs> try. And I think we, I mean, I could talk to you forever, but thank you so much for coming to church. Thank you for thank having you us. Thank you so much for having us. It Don't was such an like interesting conversation. So inspiring. And thank you guys for sending in all those questions. There's so many more. We just like talk too much. But um, <laughs> I'll, do the, I'll do the rest next week. Um, and keep on sending us stories and confessions and whatever you can think of. We'll try to answer it as best as we can. Please do. Yeah. Also, tell them about your insecurities and all of yes, that stuff. Please. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure. I would really like to. But don't want to be alone with that. Yeah, I really would <laughs> love about to hear your, about more insecurities. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. No, because that's super interesting. What Are we the only ones? <laughs>
Yeah, I know it is. I mean, obviously, we're talking about this like on air. Somebody else has insecurities. I mean, we all do, but like, please share them if you feel like you want somebody to listen. We're here. We will. We're here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you guys so much for listening to the Pussy Church Podcast. If you like today's show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing too. See you next Sunday.